The following presentation is brought to you by The Mutual Network. Better living through audio. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Audio presents Jake Dimes, Range Detective, a tale of the old west by Pete Lutz, starring the Narada Radio Company. Tonight, Chapter One, meet Jake Dimes. Where the burning mesquite smells homey and sweet, with the sky full of stars and my boots on. Someday I know she'll be calling. Until then, I'll roam again to the dusty plain where there's no radio or telephone. I'm leaving my sweetie to go right in the range. I'm a meeting my compadres where the vistas are strange. Good evening. Tonight we embark on an all-new Western serial, which we call Jake Dimes, Range Detective. Back in the heyday of Pulp Fiction, one of the most popular genres was the Western story. Walk up to any newsstand of the day and you might see such titles as Mammoth Western, Dime Western, Ten Story Western, Thrilling Western, Wild West Weekly. Well, you get the idea. Our producer-director, Pete Lutz, wanted to write an homage to these wonderful stories, so he came up with this thrilling tale of cowboys and range riders. And tonight, with Chapter One, we're introducing our title character, a traveling range detective called Jake Dimes. Our story will continue over several chapters, just like they used to do in the movies. It's now time to introduce our hero, Jake Dimes. As a range detective, he makes his living by working undercover, sometimes masquerading as a gambler or a storekeeper, or sometimes, as in tonight's story, as a cowboy. Jake is an operative for the Pinkelson Detective Agency, headquartered in Celestial City. 
Mr. Pinkelson has sent Jake and his pal Briar Buck out to Prickly Pear, Arizona to see about some criminal activity taking place out there. We meet up with Jake and Buck as they make their way to the D-Bar-D Ranch, a few miles outside the Prickly Pear town limits. So, Consuela, don't you cry. Oh, Consuela, Consuela, wait for me. Someday I'll come back to Texas in the town of Corpus Christi. Say, Jake, how much further we got to go? I'm about wasted away to nothing with hunger. And poor old Stooge can't hardly walk another step. We're almost there, Buck. Another mile or so, I reckon. Can you and your old pack horse hang on that long? Oh, I reckon. I sure hope they feed us right away, though, Jake. Seems like days since I last ate a bite. I can barely hear you over the noise my belly's a making. Well, I feel mighty bad for you, hombre. I know we left Prickly Pear this morning, and you ain't had nothing but jerky and apples and a loaf of rye bread to munch on this whole way. But we'll probably get there along about supper time. That's music to my ears, Jake, old pal. Oh, Consuela, Consuela, wait Buck! Excuse me, amigo, but that croaking ain't exactly music to my ears. We got some talking to do before we reach the D-Bar D Ranch. Alrighty. What's Mr. Pinkelson want us to do this time? Hold up a mic, Buck. Whoa, Crescent. Whoa, girl. Whoa there, Stooge. Jake, are you and Marigold in trouble with Mr. Pinkelson again? What? Buck, what what are you talking about? Now, don't get all head up, Jake. Seems to me is all that whenever Mr. Pinkelson notices you and his daughter getting close, he sends you off on another job and as far away as he can. Now that ain't nothing but hogwash, Briar Buck. Marigold and me have known each other since we was kids, and we have as a kind of understanding between us. Mr. Pinkelson, well, he knows I'm good at this sort of thing, that's all. You see? Mm-hmm. Okay. If that's your story, it's fine with me. Anyways, what's the job this time? Well, we're on our way to the D-Bar-D to see the owner, Mr. Slim Sutcliffe, about a mess of robberies as have been occurring between the town of Prickly Pear and the ranch. Robberies? What's getting robbed? My payroll. Whoa there, partner. Don't shoot. Who the hell are you? And what do you mean by sneaking up on us? Easy, Buck. This is our new client, I think. Mr. Sutcliffe? That's right. You're Jake Dimes? That's right. My trigger-happy friend here is Briar Buck. You're right on time, Mr. Sutcliffe. Well, I'm glad I was able to mark the spot as you directed. What's this? Why, I'll be a lop-eared mule if and I can cotton what you're on about, Jake. 
Nothing special, Buck. Me and Mr. Sutcliffe have exchanged a few telegrams between Celestial City and Prickly Pear, and worked out that we should meet up outside the ranch at a spot he thought it'd be private. See this here stick in the ground with three red stripes painted at the top? Yeah, just barely. Was there more of these on the trail? I didn't see a blamed one of them. You had to be looking for them. The others was painted with three black stripes. Once I spotted this one here with the red was when I reined us in. And you didn't think to tell an hombre about it? Sorry, Buck. Client's orders. Well, I don't like it one bit. Dimes, let's get down to business. Oh, sure. What's the story? I pay my ranch hands once a month just like any other rancher. For the last three months, the three-man team carrying the payroll has been ambushed on their way from Prickly Pear to the ranch. After the first attack, I changed payday from the fourth Friday to the third, uh, then back to the fourth, but somehow them sidewinders knew about it and were there each time. Were your men hurt or killed in the robberies? They'd get bunged up some and hogtied, but nobody's been killed. Did your men get a good look at the bushwhackers? Nope. They wore bandanas across the lower half of their faces. What can you do about it, Dimes? Well, I don't rightly know, Mr. Sutcliffe. I like to go slow, feel my way around and such. Blend into the surroundings, you sabe? When's the next payroll? Been two weeks. What's your first move, then? Did your riders see which way the robbers rode off after tying them up? One of them did. He said they rode off to the south. Huh. Any other ranches in that direction? They're rolling in. That's Fred Greenslate's place. All righty. You got room for a cook at your spread, Sutcliffe? You cook, Dimes? Oh, not me. My partner here, Briar Buck. He's a dang fine hash-slinger. Yes, sir. That's so. My thinking was for him and me to split our efforts. Buck can sign on as cook to your camp, and I can see about signing on at the rolling end as a puncher. That way, he can keep his ear to the ground over your way, and I can do the same over there. You think the robbers are Green Slate's men? No idea. But it seems as good a place as any to start. Well, our present cook is really just one of the hands, and everybody complains about it, Scrub. So if you're as good as Dime says you are, then come on ahead. At least the men will get some decent food for a few days. I'll head back now. You want to ride along? Buck will follow in a few minutes, sir. Him and me has got a few details to work out. Uh, that reminds me, if you're at the rolling in, how will you report your progress? Oh, I won't. What? Can't risk it. You'll know we're done when the robbers are brought to ground. Meantime, this will be the last time you see me, for a while. Oh, well, well all right. It'll be concerned and knowing to be kept in the dark, but Mr. Pinkelson did say you were his best man, so, uh... Well, that's mighty nice of him to say so. Well, so long, Mr. Sutcliffe. Buck will be along presently. So long, then. The supper's in a couple hours, Buck, and you can start your new job with that if you get there in time. Yes, sir. I'll see you in a little while. All righty. He's gone. What did you want to tell me, Jake? I just wanted to go over our usual plan how to contact me in an emergency and such. I know what to do. We've done this a hundred times already. 
Buck, don't take on like that. Mr. Pinkleson always says, the difference between a good operation and a bad one is the, the amount... amount of planning as goes into it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So what do we do if we need to contact each other in an emergency? One of us rides into town and tells the sheriff who's in on the deal, and then the sheriff goes and finds the other and, and arrests him for some such reason or other and brings him to town. We two will meet up at the sheriff's office in Confab, and then the sheriff will say it was all a big mistake and release the one what was arrested. Right? Right. Otherwise, we fall back on the non-emergency plan, which is... <sighs> which is to leave a note at the sheriff's office any time I or you happen to be in town. And then the sheriff will get the note to the other next time he sees him. Or, or me. Or, well, you know. Okay, that's it. Well, amigo, it looks like you're gonna get a good supper after all. Sure do. Ain't no better supper than what I can make myself, I do declare. But afore I go, what's your thinking on this here situation, Jake? Buck, I don't mind telling you. I'm of two minds on the subject. Yeah? Yeah. Part of me thinks I might find them coyotes on the rolling in. But another part has a hunch that it's an inside job. Time will tell, though. Yeah, I reckon. Well, so long, hombre. So long, Buck. Don't get into any scrapes. Scrapes? Me? Jake, didn't you know us fat men is jolly and friendly like? <laughs> anyway... I can say the same for you. Stay out of trouble here. I'll do my best. See you around. So you say your name is Dawson and you're looking for work? Jake Dawson, yes sir. Just come up from San Antonio. Worked a year on the Martin Ranch. Punching, breaking, even some smithy work. I'd take just about anything you got, seeing as my belt buckle's about ready to say howdy to my backbone. My name's Greenslate. I own the Rolling Inn. Jack of all trades, eh? Well, I can always use a man that's handy. Yes sir. Thank you kindly, sir. See Hickam, the range boss, over at the bunkhouse. He'll get you a place to flop and something to eat. Tomorrow morning, we'll see what you can do. Yes, sir. I'll go right now. And thanks again, Mr. Greenslate. Hello. Who's there? <laughs> Easy there, cowboy. I'm unarmed. Oh, you're a girl. Observant, too, aren't you? Not so much. Didn't see you at first, standing between them shacks the way you was. I guess you didn't. Sorry about that, and thanks awfully for not shooting me. Oh, I wouldn't have shot you. Might have whomped you with the barrel. What? But I wouldn't have shot you. <laughs> okay, I guess I deserve that. I'm Chris Greenslate. Happy to know you, Miss Greenslate. I'm Jake Dawson. Your daddy just hired me on. Really? To do what? Him and me ain't quite decided. Yet. 
Ah, mystery man, eh? The way you pulled your six-shooter so fast, I thought maybe... Maybe what? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. You don't seem the type. Type? It's your eyes, chiefly. There's no hardness in them, no cruelty. No, Mr. Dawson, I'd bet my life that you're a good man. Well, you sure do have an interesting way of talking, Miss Greenslate. Do you always take the sum of a man as quick as you did me? Call me Chris, won't you? No, not always. Sometimes a man can hide his cruelty behind a smile. But I think I'm right about you. Oh, and what a beautiful horse. He has such an interesting mark on his forehead. She's a mare, Miss... Uh... Chris? That mark is why I call her Crescent. A mare, eh? Hmm, deeper and deeper. Christine? Christine? That's my father. I'd better go. It was nice meeting you, Mr. Dawson. I hope you're with us quite a while. Likewise, miss. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. Next to Marigold Pinkelson, that was the prettiest little old yellow-haired gal I ever done seen. Well, back to business. There's a hot meal and a bunk in my immediate future. Say, Cookie, that was some dang good grub you rustled up. You got that right, partner. <laughs> Them was the best dang beans I ate in a month of Sundays. Well, I'm glad you liked the food, boys. There'll be more where that came from tomorrow morning. Mm-mm. Can't wait. Mm, yeah. Got any of those beans left for me? How, uh, howdy, ma'am. Yes, and we, uh, we sure do. Here you go, uh, ma'am. Mmm, say, those cowpunchers weren't lying, were they? Mighty good beans indeed. Where'd you learn to cook, young man? Oh, uh, on the trail some, and a little from my ma. She taught me how to make biscuits. We'd have had some tonight, there'd have been time. I ain't been here that long. I know, my son told me. Your son? Certainly, my son. He owns this ranch, Slim Sutcliffe. My name's Molly. Well, I'm right glad to know you, Mrs. Sutcliffe. I was glad your son was able to take me on today. Did your mother teach you that too, taking your hat off for a lady? She rightly did, ma'am. I would have took it off sooner, but I was a little surprised there. Uh, plus, my hands was full with the plate and spoon. Well, that's all right. Your mother must be proud she raised a gentleman. Where's she hail from? My ma passed, ma'am, a few years ago. But when she was alive, she lived in Corpus Christi. So you're a Texas boy, eh? Well, I'm sorry about your mother, but she raised you right all the same. And I'll bet if you had a bath on a regular basis, you'd be right handsome, too. Um... Yep, I always did like a man with meat on his bones. Well, thanks for the beans, and don't be surprised if I come around tomorrow morning for one of those biscuits. So long, Cookie. 
Well, I'll be Say, it looks as if both of our heroes have had run-ins with purebred Arizona fillies, doesn't it? Must be something in that desert air. Well, that's all for our premiere episode of Jake Dimes' Range Detective, which was written, directed, and produced by Pete Lutz. Episode 1, Meet Jake Dimes, starred Dana Gonzalez as Jake Dimes, Austin Beach as Briar Buck, Kristen Mercurio as Chris Greenslate, Nancy Bueller as Molly Sutcliffe, Glenn Haskell as Slim Sutcliffe, and Joe Stofko as Fred Greenslate, with additional voices by Dane Russell Leonardson and Owen McEwen. Your announcer was Darren Rockhold. Tune in again next time when you'll hear Jake say... Boy, if and you ain't the biggest dad blame fool in the Arizona Territory. If and you had any brains, Jake, da- what? Who's there? This has been a 63 Audio production. The opening announcement was by Glenn Higby, a.k.a. Cannonball Kelly. The Jake Dimes theme was composed by Pete Lutz, arranged by Ross Bernhardt, and performed by the Narada Western Swing Quartet. Harmonica Stings, composed and performed by Pete Lutz. This is brought to you by Ranchers Insurance. Here at the University of Ranchers, it's our job to help you understand your insurance and to help you find the gaps in your coverage. For example, you may think you're covered for this. Welcome to your new home. Oh when you're actually only covered for this. Welcome to your new level. Oh. Or you may think you're covered for this. I'm going upstairs to my room! When you're really only covered for this. I'm going upstairs to my room! Talk to ranchers and see what gaps could be hiding in your insurance. We are ranchers. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.